Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. This is Amanda Marie, and happy Monday, June 1st. We are finally starting off this new month. Seems like time's going by a lot quicker than at the beginning of this quarantine. It is the 80th day that we have been in quarantine, and we are returning to some sort of normalcy now, which we'll talk a little bit later here on the youth. But of course, I first have to introduce my wonderful co hosts who are joining me here today on the youth Idania, Brianna, Nicole, Gerald, and Angel. And we're ready for another marvelous show of the youth. Looking forward to all the different topics we have planned out for today. A lot of fun topics. But of course, before we get into all those cool topics, the fun stuff we have planned to talk about today, we have our COVID-19 rundown, which we do every show during this first segment, the COVID-19 rundown. Let's kick this off with a current 6.15 cases in the world, 6.15 million cases in the world right now. There are also 372,000 deaths around the globe. There's also a reported recovered patients of 2.64 million. Overseas, we're seeing England opening up some schools as lockdowns begin to ease over in the UK, while in other places like South Africa, which are starting to experience a serious spike in cases, they're seeing a delay in the reopening of schools. We're also seeing India, which is starting to begin to get hit really hard by the coronavirus pandemic, they're recording their highest daily rise in positive cases. Just as yesterday, they reported 8,380 new cases that day, just that day, incoming yesterday. Australia is also preparing to dramatically ease some of their lockdown restrictions. We know they had some very serious and drastic lockdown restrictions in place. Now they're beginning to ease these up and pretty quickly, it seems like it as well as some sort of public transportation in Manila, trains are opening up to the general public. So everybody is welcome to use public transportation now in Manila. Now over here at home in the United States, we're seeing a confirmed total of 1.8 million cases with 106,000 deaths. We're also seeing a recovered 400,000 patients from the coronavirus. So we're seeing, you know, as much as things are starting to open up and we're seeing the, the world, the country get to, get back to some sort of normalcy with these restrictions and these guidelines that were in place very strict for a time there, especially in March and April, we started seeing the easing of these restrictions towards late April and May, of course. Now we're starting to see some of these phase one, phase two even go into place, which we'll talk about that again later on in the show. But of course, this weekend, we also saw a lot going on around this country uh, surrounding the George Floyd case. So since we last talked here on the youth on Friday, uh, the officer who did keep his knee on George Floyd's neck for a, a period of nearly eight minutes, he was arrested shortly after we finished. He was charged with manslaughter and third degree murder. The other three officers that were involved in this entire situation have yet to have been arrested. They are not charged yet and whatnot. And we've seen across the country, protests have broken out in big cities like Miami, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Dallas, New York City, Boston, Philly, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, of course, Chicago, and so many more. We've seen people gather together peacefully. We've seen some things get a little bit violent, a little bit, you know, chaotic in the later hours of the day. And it's just been a gathering of many, many people. You see some people with masks, some people without masks, because we are still living throughout a global pandemic and people are still taking it upon themselves to go out and protest and to uh, speak out on what they feel is right but again a lot went on this weekend and I'm sure many people were glued to social media and glued to the news trying to keep keep in the loop as to what was going on because just as you thought something was turning the corner things would get back somewhere else and just riots and protests breaking out in different cities like I said across the nation so 
I mean, there's been some people that are upset that Derek Chauvin was not charged with a higher degree of murder. They're saying that the charges were too light. But I mean, we'll see what happens in this case. We'll see if the other three officers do get arrested. I think that they should get arrested because they're accessory to murder. They didn't stop anything. They let it happen. So I think that there should be some justice you know, done there. Obviously, they're not going to get to the extent that the main officer who did have his knee on Floyd's neck is going to get, they, they do get any jail time, which, which they should, because they did take somebody's life. But I, I think that they should be charged for the accessory because they didn't stop what was happening and they had every right and every, you know, they had all the strength in the world to stop what was happening. They're the, they're the other people in control and in power in that situation that were able to impose and say, hey, this, he can't breathe. Like he's already handcuffed, he's good, step off. I agree with Nicole. I think they should be charged, probably not as severely as the main officer who did have his knee on George Floyd's neck and ended up killing him. Um, the charges obviously shouldn't be the same because they weren't as guilty, but they are guilty, especially as all four have been trained to protect and serve their country and the people of their country. They are all trained to do what is right and do what is correct, and neither of them um, neither of them stepped forward to stop the main officer from removing his knee from the neck or doing anything otherwise. They just kind of stood there and watched George Floyd die. Basically, he pleaded and he ended up passing away. So I don't think it's fair that they're not being charged. I think that with within upcoming days, we might see some charges arise on them but I can't predict the future. I don't know. All I say is that in my opinion, I think they should be charged not as severely as the main officer, but they are guilty to some extent. Also, uh, how long is the, I, you know, it is a, a very bad thing that it's bad enough that a white cop killed a black man and it's bad enough that he maintained his knee on Floyd's neck, uh, but the act that there were three other cops involved in it and they saw this cruelty going on and they didn't do anything about it is even worse. And the fact that they aren't arrested for it, it's unfair because, you know, as a cop, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be the law, you're supposed to protect innocent citizens from anything that happens. But if you would idly stand by as a cop and not do anything of the injustice that's going on, then really it's, it's shameful. Uh, it's shameful one for what cops represent. And on top of that, it's unfair that you would simply go off protected by the union, protected by the government, hands-free without really having any repercussions for your own actions. Yeah, I definitely agree with Angel that these people should get charges. They just stood there and watched how another man was getting basically killed. Just, how can you do that? Your job is to protect others, and you didn't do that. I mean, to some extent, 
it's kind of crazy that we're having this conversation in the first place. I mean, I understand here I'm kind of breaking down the wall because, you know, we inform and we give our opinions and our say every show. It's kind of like the whole dealio of our show, right? It's like our groove. But has anyone stopped to think how crazy it is that we're having this conversation? That we're asking one another if we believe that this man is guilty or not? Because I know we all do. I know we all agree that the main one is the most guilty, but we all agree that the other ones are guilty to some extent. Isn't it kind of crazy to believe that equality should be equality, justice should be justice no matter what or who, but we're still having this conversation here, sitting in front of one another, one another maybe through Zoom, but we're still sitting here considering whether or not they should be guilty for watching someone take someone else's life away. Had it been anyone else a cop? Anyone else but a cop? They would have been set and done. But it's a cop. And we need to sit here and have this conversation. Isn't that kind of weird? Isn't it weird how we grow our whole life to put people's innocence, to put innocence on a pedestal, to fight for everyone, to fight for what we believe in? We've all been raised with this drive to protect and to respect others and to expect that the world will do the same. But we're all here, a group of 15, 14, 16, 17 year olds having to have the conversation that most adults aren't ready to have. Have the conversation that we need equality and justice and acting like some of us might have different opinions, but we all have the same opinion because all of us, even as the youth, we know what is right. We know these people are guilty. Some not to the same extent, but we know that what happened was not correct because he was an innocent man. Yet we are here having this conversation as if anyone thought otherwise. Yeah, and this is just a major disrespect to the badge in general because again, as we keep on saying, they're supposed to protect and serve and they weren't really doing much protecting. And it, it's a fact that like, personally, I, I respect a, a badge. Like I, I look at them and I look for safety. And I think the fact that, that, that what they were doing, it's not that at this point, I, I just personally believe that these are just bad cops, bad apples who ruin the whole orchard. And I think that it's terrible because again, they're disrespecting the badge and they're disrespecting and they're taking advantage of the fact that people see the badge in a certain light. And that's what's also, you know, kind of falling wrong with this whole conversation that I think all of us kind of agree with as well. I mean, again, to Yanya's point, we all have a similar and or the exact same opinion because it's, it's such a tragic and such a serious thing that even us, even though we are the youth, we already know what's going on. Absolutely. And we'll see more how this entire situation unfolds, how the protests, how the riots are handled, and how this entire case, the George Floyd situation, how everything is handled by the justice system now as the FBI has opened an ongoing investigation. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk about some good news on the other side of things, something that we saw a positive story this weekend that sort of brought light instead of all the negativity that we've been seeing the past few months, and especially right now this weekend that we've been seeing and experiencing something pretty cool that happened this weekend. You're listening to The Youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. 
text, and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them, and I thank them so much, and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. 
See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Saquon Barkley, and you got to listen to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about all about the coronavirus, the latest numbers, the updates, everything that you need to know to stay informed. And of course, we talked about the events that unfolded this past weekend due to the George Floyd case and everything revolving around it. But in this next segment, we're going to talk about something else that did happen this weekend. Uh, something a little a little bit more on the positive side, as again, as I said in the last segment, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of negativity lately with being stuck at home for 80 days. This is day 80 of being in quarantine. And we've dealt with all the negative, negative things that surrounded the coronavirus and seeing the deaths continue to spike up. And now, you know, with this entire George Floyd situation, we're seeing the negativity revolving around that and how sad it was to watch this story and watch this video see that this is still happening in the country today before our eyes. But moving on from that negative talk, you know, I want to talk something positive, something pretty cool that happened and something pretty historic. It's been nine years since the last time we saw a launch into space. And this past weekend, SpaceX, which is Elon Musk's private company in affiliation with NASA, they launched two astronauts, Robert Benkin and Douglas Hurley. They disembarked from SpaceX Crew Dragon from Kennedy Space Center here in Florida into space. They have already made it to the International Space Center. They're having lots of fun up there doing whatever astronauts do and floating and, you know, making already those cool videos where they're eating food in the air and all that fun stuff that they do. But I know we made it a pretty a pretty big deal here in the house to sit down on the couch and watch this launch. As again, it has been nine years since this last happened. The last launch, I remember my parents woke me up in the wee hours of the morning, which now I'm used to doing because, you know, come going to slam every day I would have to wake up very very early but as a third grader waking up at four or five in the morning was definitely not ideal but I woke up to watch that last launch I remember watching it on my tiny little tv and it was pretty cool to watch that but it was kind of upsetting to think that that may be the last time I saw something like that in my lifetime but definitely not as we got to see another successful launch on Saturday with the SpaceX crew and again they have already made it to the International Space Center, and they will spend, I think it's a little bit over 100 days up in space. So pretty cool for them, and congratulations to them for that. But I wanted to see, how did you guys feel? Did you guys even watch this space launch at all? I mean, I know, again, like I said, everybody was pretty everybody was pretty attached to their screens with everything that was going on with the riots and the protests and trying to keep up to date with what was going on there. But did you take the time to sit down and watch the space launch, or did you not even care at all? Of course I was watching it, Amanda. It's a pretty given knowing me. <laughs> but no, we all kind of in my house watched it and it was all really interesting. My brother was like, this is getting boring. Why are they going to go? And then he got really intrigued and it started going faster. And he was like, how fast is it going? But yeah, no, I love the whole thing. It was really intriguing to watch because the last time I watched it, I was a, a, a fetus probably. I was very young. Um, <laughs> and now I'm a grown teenager. So I was able to watch it and, and love it and experience it. And I thought it was really cool. And I and I was watching it and I was commenting on it. And it was definitely the highlight with all the 
other stuff is going on with the riots. So it's definitely the highlight of this whole year so far. It's the only good thing that's happened other than Zoom being able to give us this platform. But yeah, I, I, I loved watching the whole uh, shooting and everything. It was pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know if it counts because I didn't sit there and like wait for it to happen, but I opened my phone and like it just so happened that I like I started watching the second it launched. So like it was like a second before it launched and then Pretty like a second timing. after. So <laughs> like I didn't sit there and wait. It was just it just kind of perfect. Like I I turned on my phone and I watched it and I was like, cool, that happened today. It's been a while. Then it just went about my day. <laughs> I mean, I would love. It's always pretty nerve wracking watching those like launches. And Idania, you had perfect timing, literally just like popping up on your phone. Like, oh, okay, good timing. All right, I'm watching the launch right now. That's cool. Those are, those are pretty nerve wracking. They tend to they tend to be because you know we saw what happened in 1986 with the Challenger and in 2003 with the Columbia. And these these launches could sometimes be pretty tragic and pretty scary. So the fact that it was successful after so many years of not launching into space. And, you know, this was pretty big, especially for Elon Musk launching into space where there's been a lot of negativity surrounding him and his experience in space exploration. But he clearly successfully launched this uh, SpaceX crew into space. And another pretty big deal that surrounded this entire launch was their spacesuits. So apparently the whole, there was a big talk around their spacesuits. They were made to look like Hollywood tuxedos in a way, which I didn't really see it. But then again, you see them all like clustered up in the, in the spaceship and you can't really tell much, but apparently their spacesuits were supposed to look like tuxedos to give them that cool look. And something else that came to light this weekend as well was the fact that spacesuits are a lot more expensive than we think. So they're not we can't think about them as clothes. We have to think about them as a human spacecraft, basically, for these astronauts, because there's so many pieces that go into creating these different these different spacesuits. You know, the life support backpack systems that are on their back the entire time, the gloves that there's so much that goes into the gloves. But this actually happens to be the most expensive piece in creating these spacesuits, which costs. I mean, anywhere around $20 million. Does anybody have any of that readily available? Maybe you want a space suit Mario's not sort? here. In case you're ever planning Mario would be able to get it for us. <laughs> now he's not here. We'll, 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 we'll get him in later. But well, I mean, I, well, definitely, definitely. We'll definitely get him in later. But I personally thought that they were always very costly. Because in my brain, I'm like, well, of course, there's heat, there's cold. They need to protect themselves from space. They need to do all this stuff. So I always thought they were very expensive. I did not know the extent of the expense, but hey, the more you know. So I, it's interesting though, because I didn't know, I couldn't possibly fathom the idea that, that they would be that expensive, but it all makes, it all kind of makes more sense now when you think about it. So yeah, kind of, it, it makes sense. Didn't expect it, but also expect it. It, it does make sense, but I think we're better off just sticking to the astronaut suits that maybe we created on our own when we were growing up, because I'm pretty sure everyone here at one point wanted to be an astronaut. Yes, no, maybe the tinfoil suits nope. you would make out of aluminum. No, really? Gerald, no. did you have no childhood? I was, I was, I was more into the, the idea of like building the things that the astronauts uh, were in. I'm sorry. I, I don't like... Uh, the astronauts it was cool and all but i want to build the things that they that were like going into space and stuff i'll be the one that's like left out as always because i never cared and 
this last launching, I didn't find out about it till like I went on Instagram at nighttime and I saw it. So I know nothing about this, but I've always said before I die, I want to travel to space. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm upset because this was supposed to be, I was supposed to be living through what's it called space travel and look at us. We're through a pandemic, we're, we're, we're through riots, we're through all of this. It was supposed to be space travel and colonization. This is the wrong chapter of the history book. Go back. I need to, I'm <laughs> upset. I'm upset. I mean, being a little kid, uh, I did want to go to space at one point in time. I don't know if any of you have ever seen that show called Cosmos uh, Space Time Odyssey, who had Neil deGrasse Tyson in it. Just that show alone inspired me to like want to go be like hey let me go explore a new planet and then I just looked at our science I was like oh wait we're not there yet we don't have that science to go explore other planets at least not that thoroughly uh but that's really the only thing I ever looked at it now making little spacesuits no I think I'd get hit with a chancla for wasting that much tinfoil uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean, these, you know, I guess, I, I don't know if I really wanted to be an astronaut at any point. I just thought it was really cool, that whole idea of going into space. I always thought it was a pretty cool idea, and I've always been Same. interested in space travel, but definitely props to Robert Benkin and Douglas Hurley, who disembarked, and they have arrived safely at the International Space Station, which some people are saying that, well... Perhaps they may be the two luckiest people on planet Earth right now because they escaped the global pandemic. They escaped all the craziness that's happening here currently, not just in the United States, but in the entire world. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk a little bit about that craziness and how that craziness is sort of seeming to end in a way. It's June 1st. A lot of things are finally reopening. And of course, it does come at the sacrifice of wearing a mask. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll get more into depth about that. Here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. 
To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is the 49ers Gold Rush, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about the SpaceX mission and how they have successfully arrived with Robert Benkin and Douglas Hurley. They have successfully arrived at the International Space Station. We talked about their cool space suits. We talked about us wanting to be astronauts at some point when we were growing up. In some cases, like Gerald, they wanted to be the people behind the scenes and helping those people get to space. But in this next segment, we're going to talk about, you know, it's June 1st. I've said it a few times here today on The Youth Already. It is day 80 of quarantine. And we're finally starting to see the reopening of many places, which we've talked about here on The Youth. You know, we're seeing some... Aside from essential businesses, we're seeing some restaurants begin to open up. Some dining rooms are opening up. Well, of course, you know, 25% capacity, 50% capacity, all while practicing proper social distancing. And of course, you know, you have to wear a mask. That's become the new normal. But we're seeing a big step being taken, which includes malls being open, which they today is the first day that malls are open. Not all stores are open in these malls. In some cases, they're waiting it out a little bit to open these stores up, but malls are open. And today, beaches were supposed to open as well here in Miami-Dade County, but due to the current protests and the riots surrounding the George Floyd situation, they this date has been postponed, but it will be coming soon, hopefully, as we've seen the beaches closed this entire season, especially when we know this is this is when things start to, this is when the beaches start to get packed because we're entering our summer months here in Miami, which get really hot. But of course, the return to a semblance of normalcy after 80 days is pretty positive news for us here on the U.S. 
youth. You know, we've been at this for 80 days and we've been doing the show through Zoom all this time. And we've talked about, you know, the different phases and the different steps and everything we've seen unfold as a result of the coronavirus and everything that has changed and will change as a result of this pandemic. But now that we're able to go out and engage in activities that we were once able to do in a pre-coronavirus world, now at the sacrifice of having to wear a mask, are you still going to go out and engage in these activities or will you just stay at home, wait it out, see how things unfold, see how things happen, and then maybe go out a few weeks after this or maybe just wait till you can go out with a mask on, which I mean, that's that would probably be a long time from now. I, I don't see anywhere in the near future having the ability of going out without a mask. But I mean, how do you guys feel about this? I'm going to be mellow. I'm probably going to still wait it out. I don't like public all too much anyways. But no, I think for some things, like for something that I really want, because I do want some things that Corona has halted, I will definitely put my uh, my reasoning head on and I will walk out with a mask and I'll definitely, you know, still you know, go through the procedures of social distancing, but I think it really just depends on the matter, what I need and how much I really kind of want for it and need for it personally. I mean, I was very nervous. I actually went to the zoo this weekend and don't call me crazy, okay? I wore masks and everything. I was protected. I stayed away from people, but it was really nerve wracking. Like I had a lot of anxiety and quite frankly, I didn't want to go. And if you guys know me, I live for the zoo. I talk about it all the time. It, I work there and it doesn't feel like a job because I just love what I do. So I went as a guest this weekend and I was absolutely terrified. I did not want to go. And it was kind of, it was kind of sad to see everybody with a mask on. So I don't know how I'm going to have to go about this I don't really go out much anyways so I don't really have to worry much about it but every time we go out having to wear masks it's it's kind of sad I understand it's the new normal but I so I still have a little hope in my heart that sooner than later we'll be able to walk out without masks well I with everything going on and with people that I know that have gotten the coronavirus I still have fear of going out. I, I'm very careful. My mom makes sure that my brother and I have our masks on. So I'm gonna stay home, wait it out. Like I'm, I'm very close to my family. I see them a lot too much sometimes, but they're safe about it. I'm safe about it. I'm always washing my hands, making sure I have my mask on. So with everything going on, I'd rather stay home. Me personally, I have nowhere to go because the only place I really ever went was school. So now it's a win-win for me, honestly, because I just stay home 24-7 and I don't really care if they open up or not. No, for me, it's just like, I'm, even if I wanted to go anywhere, I know my parents would not let me because they are people who uh, they're like on on. They're on me like 24-7. They're like, no, 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 no. There's coronavirus out there. We're, we have to say it, which is completely understandable. Come on, like, that's... Uh, I, I don't really want to go out if I'm being completely honest. Like, there's no r real reason to go out. I mean, I miss my friends. That would be a good reason to go out. But at the same time, I'm just like, nah, I'll just, you know, wait, a little, wait it out a little bit longer. I don't know. In a way, I do miss being able to go out, like... I've talked about it before, you know, my mom and I 
every weekend, not every single weekend, but for the most part, we would go out to a store or two and it was just our little outing. And obviously due to the coronavirus pandemic, we haven't really been able to do that. I've barely gone out. I think I can count maybe four times I've gone out throughout this entire 80 day period and it's to go get groceries and it's to go to Home Depot because, you know, sometimes uh, closets come crashing down in the middle of a global pandemic and you need to rebuild your entire closet. So <laughs> I've gone to Home Depot in that case as well. But wearing the mask is definitely something that you have to get used to. And it's been a challenge. I know not just for myself, but for many people across the nation, across the world, having to get used to wearing a mask at all times. It's something new and it's something different. But if it means that I can go out to say, you know, to a store and, be, you know, just do things that I used to be able to do and I have to wear this mask, I think in a way I'm okay with it. I wouldn't spend as much time as I would going out as before, because again, you still need to be careful. You still need to, you know, the coronavirus isn't just gone just because things are opening up, but you still need to be careful. And I wouldn't spend as much time out at the stores, but if I can go to the stores and I can do these things, of course, with a mask on, I, I don't mind going out and having to make the sacrifice where I have to wear this mask. But of course, this is, this is something that we have to, you know, start getting used to. And we'll see how this unfolds and how everything works out. Uh, malls and all sorts of big areas where people are congregating, they have set restrictions in place as to what you can do, what you can do. You know, we saw with the beaches that you couldn't sunbathe, you know, you can only go to swim, you can walk around the beach, but you can't stay in one place. If you go in a group, it has to be groups of 10 or less, which, you know, we've had to deal with that the past 80 days, according to the CDC guidelines. And a big thing that's going to come into play, you know, which we'll see a lot of emptier beaches this summer, I feel, because a lot of people won't be coming in from out of town in fear of, you know, different places where the you know, the coronavirus is higher than in others. And then, of course, there's those risk takers who don't care and they're still going to travel and all that. But aside from whether or not, you know, you'll go out in this case, there's a lot of things we did learn in these 80 days that we were at home. And of course, we still will remain home in the coming days as well. But this 80 day mark is a pretty big deal. You know, we've spent more time this year stuck inside of a house, stuck at home than we actually have in a normal world. You know, we had January and February and those, those first two weeks in March where we were in a sort of normal world. But even once we entered March, we everybody was sort of keeping an eye as to what was going on with the coronavirus and whether or not it would get to the United States. But a lot of people took on different hobbies, this quarantine, started new things, started learning new things, started partaking in new activities because at the end of the day, you had a 24-hour day to yourself at home. And if you're a student, you had to log on to school for a few hours a day. And then you have the rest of the day to do whatever you please do whatever you wanted once you got your homework done and all that. But what are some practices that you guys learned during this quarantine that you're definitely going to take with you and continue to practice every day, even in a post coronavirus world? Doing my homework. I've done. So I think, OK, so I don't I'm not trying to say I'm a bad student. I'm not trying to get kicked out of slam or whatever, just. AKA for the people listening, I have good grades, I promise. But I never, like if there was a homework that was online or that I just felt like I couldn't really do, I just, I didn't do it. I'm gonna be completely honest, I just didn't do it. But with, with my homework, so much so that I got straight A's this final semester, which I'm so excited. Round but of applause for Idania. <laughs> Thank you. 
it's just I think this whole quarantine thing kind of because the main reason I didn't do homework was because I was scared of getting it wrong so I just didn't try at all but now I've kind of learned to realize that do your homework it pays off I probably shouldn't need to say it but do your homework kids I've been working out more because I have more time and I really like that because I like everything in this world improvement is necessary and needed every now and again and I kind of I like it I've taken a break because whoa AP test but I'm definitely going to go back to that very soon because I like that little structure it gave me nice structure and I miss that so that's definitely going to be something that I will adjust to my schedule and that I will make sure that I complete because it it's nice I, I understand the whole angel crave where he's like Gym hungry, I understand. It's 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 nice. It's it's pleasing every now and again. You see the results, you're like, yes, gratification for the work that I did, and it's nice. So I definitely understand it now. Yeah, for sure. I started working out during this quarantine too. I mean, I've sort of been really busy lately. You know, just it's been hard for me to try to figure out a time to work out. But working out felt so gratifying afterwards even if I was sore even if I was in pain but once you start getting into that habit and you start working out it feels good and it's just it's satisfying like Nicole said to see those results and to see the the good coming out of this working out even if you struggle and you're in pain for an hour working out you start seeing this results and I think that this is definitely I do want to practice and once we do get back to normal I don't know if I'll go to a gym I'm not a big fan of gyms but even if it means working out at home where I can just work out in my backyard in the comfort of my own room, in my living room, however it may be, which I was doing anyways during this quarantine. I think that it's something that I can continue to practice because now that I finally had the allotted time to do it and I realized what a difference it makes and how good it makes you feel, it's something that I definitely want to continue. For me, it has to be relaxing because unlike Idania, I feel like when I was in school, I did way too much homework. Like I just... I'd rather do homework than anything else where I'm talking about I didn't sleep all night. But now for some reason, I just, if I'm tired, I'll put the homework to the rest because like there's time to do everything. There's a time for everything. So yeah, I'd rather just relax and I'm gonna continue to relax forever. Um, For me, I think it's, I literally, I've been just constantly giving more, how would you say, more time to reading and watching TV, which I had done when I was in school, but I just started doing it more and more and more. I definitely agree there. During this quarantine, I've had a lot more time to watch movies. Nicole and I sort of started a trend of Monday movie night, but the past few weeks, it's been tough. Like I said, we've been surprisingly busy the past two weeks due to, you know, just different events going on. And now that this return of normalcy um, and of course, you know, graduating celebrations and all that, but it definitely watching more movies that I didn't have the ability to watch on a normal basis. I don't know if it's something I'll be able to continue once we do go back to normal because I have watched a lot of movies that were on my list of movies I needed to watch. But I mean, I don't know. I can agree with Alicia though on that relaxing point where I could, at the beginning of the quarantine, I did find myself spending a lot of time relaxing. Now, not so much, but at the beginning, definitely I did because, you know, waking up every morning, 4.30 in the morning to come to school and have a full day of school, homework afterwards, and then go to bed at who knows what time. 
it was, you know, it was exhausting and it was draining. But now that I've had the time to recover, I've had the time to rest. I feel great. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to the return to some sort of normalcy, even if it does mean wearing a mask. But again, it's June 1st, 80 days into quarantine. And we're finally seeing some sort of a bright side of things, even though we're still seeing a significant amount of cases uh, in the United States, here in Florida, at least, you know, the cases have sort of started to decline in a way. So we're seeing that trend, which is a great thing for us. But when we come back here on the youth for our final segment, we're going to talk about something that I think has been used very often during this quarantine in relations to watching movies, watching TV shows, which I think we've all binged at one point during this quarantine. Netflix has, they've, they've formulated some new deal, which is pretty interesting to see what they'll do with this new acquiring of something pretty interesting. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Series XM channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started. And I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney 
who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up, everyone? This is Tua Tungvaluwa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about, you know, the reopening of things. It's June 1st, 80 days into this quarantine, and we're starting to see some big steps being taken in the reopening processes, you know, amidst this entire global pandemic, the coronavirus. But moving on from that, for our final segment here today on the youth, we're going to talk about Netflix. This is a streaming platform we all know very well, whether we have an account or not. You know, I mean, I think a good amount of us can say that it's become our best friend during this quarantine, providing us with many shows and movies to watch and keep ourselves entertained while we have been stuck at home in the times that we're not doing homework, we're not partaking in leisurely activities outside, going for a daily walk and all that. But Netflix has sort of acquired a movie theater, which is kind of interesting considering they are a streaming platform. So Netflix just purchased an iconic and historical movie theater in Los Angeles known as the Egyptian Theater. Obviously, currently due to the coronavirus pandemic, they have been closed, but business was sort of declining on their end. Now Netflix has purchased this theater and they plan to do a lot of revamping, a lot of reconstruction and fixing of the place so that they can use it for their own premieres, for their own filmmaker events, and use it as a sort of like a a hotspot, I guess you can say, their own in-house movie theater for all of their events. And then the theater will be allowed to continue normal screenings of films on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, which of course, we know that these are the most busiest days of the week for movie theaters, because not just teenagers go out to the movie theaters, but adults go out and families go out as well, as it's pretty much the off time that we have in a normal world, obviously now due to the coronavirus pandemic, we've all been home pretty much. But this allows now Netflix, this gives them a huge advantage as they don't really have to rent out different places for certain events that they want to have in hopes of, oh, well, maybe this filmmaker will be in town so they can come with my event. Now, with having this theater in their, they own this theater now, they're able to host different events like Q&As with different directors and filmmakers and actors and actresses, have film festivals at this movie theater, which is pretty cool if you think about it. You know, you have different Netflix movies playing at once in one theater, but As we can see, Netflix is growing. Netflix is expanding, which we've known this for a while. You know, their Netflix originals have become really popular on Netflix. I would say over the past year, year and a half, because a while ago, Netflix originals were very scarce and we didn't see much of them. It would pop up here and there. But now you see so many Netflix originals on Netflix, which pretty much most of the time overpower some of those older shows that resign and preside on Netflix's streaming platform. But I mean, is is this pretty cool or what? I think this is pretty cool. I think it's definitely cool. I think it's definitely entertaining to see because you're kind of seeing how it's all spreading out now. I think it's really interesting because, again, how you did say, 
it is more so a streaming platform. So I think that it's really interesting because we are seeing them develop and go in and, you know, become more prominent and more into how like we personally like going to movies, all these things. And I think that it's very interesting. I think it's really cool. And I'm actually kind of excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see if they, you know, map out, if they go other places, other big cities and see how that all kind of goes because that would definitely benefit them in multiple ways. So I personally think this is cool and I think they should definitely continue. I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. I would never thought that a streaming platform would actually buy a theater. But it's cool that fact that goes back to being a regular theater in like during the weekend and it actually gives us benefit that like once we go back to normalcy and we go out again maybe not now but pretty soon in the future we get to have like the theater and maybe we just go watch Netflix together even if it's outside and not at home I think I think it's also a really great idea. I wonder what else they could actually um, start up with. Like, I wonder if they can even um, what's it called, make it a little drive-in movie theater idea. You know, who knows? Maybe it's actually really cute. Yeah, let's say if um, Netflix decided to buy that too, a little drive-in movie theater. I'd I'd love that idea. I'd go to it to be honest. I'd I'd watch all the. All those movies, if I'm a being streaming party in a way, like you can binge you just see Netflix. You originals. see a truck full of the youth just pull up. Ask, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because we do have to be careful. <laughs> I mean, are we down though? That could definitely be that would be fun. I mean, we're seeing a lot of a resurgence of drive-in movie theaters here in Florida and across the country now that actual movie theaters aren't able to open. They're actually thinking of converting Hard Rock Stadium for the time being into a drive-in movie theater, which I know that as soon as that opens up, I'm finding a way to go because that is something that's always been on my bucket list to be able to go to a drive-in movie theater. I guess that's the, the <laughs> fifth kid in me. I guess that's Amanda, some, you know, it's Amanda. a bucket list thing I need to check off. It's always been like a dream of mine to go to a drive-in. Like it's always been something and, i've been dying to experience we watch too to... many coming of age movies i think we that's really what do <laughs> you know that everybody's at the drive-in movie theater i think greece sort of heightens exactly ex- expect <laughs> expectation for Yo, you're opening but... up memories <laughs> i think the only drive-in movie theater i guess i could say was the one in hollywood studios where it's kind of a restaurant and it's a, a car it's a fake car obviously that has a table and you sort of order food and you watch like old creepy like alien type movies it's it makes you feel like you're at an actual 50s drive-in theater that's the only real semblance i've had to a drive-in movie theater which i guess is kind of cool uh, maybe maybe not we were born in the wrong time we were born in the wrong time but amanda 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 do you hear that i do hear that and that means it is time for us to finish here on the youth today thank you guys for another wonderful show we talked a lot about so many different topics the spacex mission the reopening of a lot of big things here not just in florida but in the entire country as we're starting to move into different phases of reopening we talked about netflix's new deal which i'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with this movie theater and how they're going to sort of plan things out which again we won't probably see this into effect until probably sometime next year mid to late next year i'm sure 
But thank you guys for another wonderful show. Thank you to everybody who tuned in today to the youth. And of course, we cannot end the show without thanking our doctors, our nurses, and our healthcare workers, of which we always thank. We appreciate you from the absolute bottom of our heart for fighting the coronavirus pandemic on the absolute front lines. We appreciate all you do. And thank you for listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145.